Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and talk about sexuality. This is your host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, or you can uh, call me Sebastian Adams. It all depends on how you found me. It doesn't matter. I accept all forms of me. So today we have the beautiful and wonderful and my love, Adrian, on the line today. Hey, Adrian. Hey, me. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> Don't sound like it. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> so today we are, we are going to be participating in a segment that I call Releasing the Load. Now, this segment pretty much deals with uh, any kind of passionate um, topic that the guest has that deals with sexuality or anything like that, or if they just have something that they want to rant about, this is that space to just talk about that issue. Now, on in this conversation, is not necessarily an issue that Adrian and I are going to be talking about, but it's going to be someone by the name of which I I. T- I definitely forgot i thought her name was bridget but her name is actually rebecca so we will be talking about rebecca today so adrian who the fuck is she and let's go ahead and read this situation for Philip. i'm here for it well i'm gonna take y'all back to 2013 nine years ago so i had just started working at um geico insurance agency mm-hmm. Um, and which you actually worked at too. I did. I was traumatized from that place. (laughs) Where are we all? (laughs) So, um, so I'm at Geico and I met, I actually met two of my partners at Geico. Oh, three, three, four. We're not, we're not going to count. Anyway, (laughs) I met some people at Geico. Rebecca is the first. Um, she was actually my trainer there. So, you know, I was in uh, a department, I won't name it, but I was in a department and she was my trainer, my training lead. And then um, she had a supervisor that she reported to. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as your training lead, you know, it's a professional 
relationship. So we keep everything a band, keep it professional. Of course, I excelled in the program. You know, I was one of the top students doing really well. Wasn't really much she had to teach me. Uh, and I guess, you know, when you spend a lot of time professionally with a person, feelings develop. Um, on my part, I didn't have any feelings for her. Um, apparently, they were secret feelings on her end. Um, but we were uh, at work, you know, and there was a storm uh, that basically had us in an emergency situation. And so Geico put everybody up in hotels. That way, one, they could still slave us. And two, um, everyone would be safe from the storm or whatever. So, of course, she and I ended up bunking together. Um, and so up at that point, you know, we had been kind of chit-chatting. Uh, everything was really still professional. Um, every now and then I slay some slick shit because I was, what was I doing? I think I was, like, tying my shoe. And, like, I stood up and I looked at her. And, like, she looked, like, so dreamy-eyed. And then she realized I saw her, turned bright red, and walked away. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that was so funny to me. But, again, I have a trouble reading attraction, not from me. So I just thought that's some shit white people do. Like, maybe she was just not prepared to have her gaze met by a whole person that was Black. I don't know. I. <laughs> I, I really don't know why I didn't see the signs. They were there. So anyway, we bunked together and, you know, we're, we're in the bed. There's two beds. We're in our beds. I take a shower, laying in the bed. Um, she's in her bed. Light, we turn the lights off, about to go to sleep. And she's like, are you asleep? And I'm like, no. And she's like, um, like, you want to talk until we fall asleep and I was like I guess so we're talking or whatever about random shit and um she's like it's really cold and I was just like is it and then she's like yeah I was like I mean you could turn the heat up I guess <laughs> it might be hot mm-hmm. she's like yeah yeah I could do that I was like or you could you can get in my bed and, you know, we could use body heat to stay warm. And she was like, oh, I mean, if you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. And I was like, all right, cool. So she gets in the bed. Naturally, my horny self was just like, huh, I wonder if I could fuck her. Like, I wonder if that's just something I could do. Mind you, Rebecca is a good Christian girl. Like, she's a Mormon. You know, she got them special draws on. Or so I thought. <laughs> uh, so I was like, shit. I'm going to go for it. What else going to happen? What's the worst going to happen? She like, say no. Okay. Then go get in your bed, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of made a move on her. Like I uh, cuddled her and her hair smells really good. And so I was just sniffing her hair. That sounds creepy as fuck. <laughs> so I was sniffing Let it. Sniff you. And, uh, and then she kind of leaned into me and I took my hand and put it in a place. And she uh she enjoyed herself. So yeah, I fingered her during a blizzard. <laughs> and I think we basically fucked all night, honestly. Like I think we only got like three hours of sleep. So we go to work. Um, I'm thinking it's just a one and done. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I came, I saw, I conquered. And uh yeah, I'm good. 
So I go to my desk and I come back. There's a whole breakfast at my desk. I'm talking grits, sausage, apple juice, milk, a biscuit. <laughs> like, mind you, I can go out of the cafeteria, but sis dropped like twenty dollars to feed a nigga breakfast. It is fast so cafeteria. Yes. So I was just like, oh shit. Like you put bro, the shit down. I will never forget what I thought when I seen that shit. I was like, oh, I done fucked up. <laughs> I done fucked up. <laughs> oh shit. So I sit down and I'm I'm just acting like, no, nah, it's not for me. So she comes back and she's like, Are you not hungry? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I could eat. Uh, she's like, I got you breakfast. I was like, oh, all of this is for me? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, let me cash up you. And she was like, no, you don't have to. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> In my mind. Because <laughs> she sprung. So the whole day, she's like glancing at me and like hoping I have a question. And I'm just, you know, taking calls. You know, we had calls on hold because it was a fucking blizzard. So I'm just doing what I got to do, going to my break, going to my lunch, you know, whatever, whatever. So the day comes to an end and she's like, hey, do you want to come to my place? And I was like, sure, where do you stay? Why did I say yes? I had so many opportunities to cut this off. But the fucking hoe in me was like, I mean, we already this far. <laughs> Might as well see what we can do. So she was like, yeah, like I'll cook you dinner and go watch a movie and like drink some wine or something. At that time, I wasn't really big into wine. I was like, I don't really like wine. Oh, you have a question? Yes. So what you're telling me is that sis is giving you two meals within the span of 24 hours? Oh, my God. (laughs) Adrian, like, I get doing it, doing what needs to be done and getting breakfast, but two fucking meals? You got breakfast and dinner and wine? Oh, wait, it gets better. Oh, (laughs) He's like, um, I was like, well, I got to go home and get some clothes and shit. And she was like, no, you don't have to go home. Like, what's your sizes? I'll get you some clothes to keep at my place. And I was like, oh, you want me to have clothes at your place? Like, you want me to come back? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, all right. So I tell her my sizes. And she's like, just follow me. So I follow her to her Warner Robins, where she used to live which is like a 30 minute ride from where Geico was so follow her there whatever we're there uh we watch it's Quentin Tarantino film I can't remember what's called something racist (laughs) (laughs) it was like a lot of explosions uh in drugs and highway driving but I really don't right death race maybe something like that so we're watching it or whatever. So I recognize one of the actresses from another series. I was like, that's her. And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. She's like, no, it's not. That's not her. I'm like, Pete this. I was like, bet me then, since you think you're so right. And she was like, okay, what are we betting? And I was like, bet me. If I win, you got to kiss me. Because we didn't kiss. You know, I was just freaking and geeking. I don't like to kiss you if you just jump off. So I was like, kiss me if I'm if I mean, if you're right, like if you're if you know what you know, I already knew she was wrong. So that's why I bet that. So she was like, she blushed and she was like, fine. So we pull up IMDB, and sure enough, I was right. And I was like, <clears throat> I would like my kiss over here <laughs> on the couch. 
So she she looks genuinely terrified. And uh, I'm just like, girl, what you scared of? Just fucking kiss. Like, also, I'm super tipsy. And I'm a horny drunk. So, like, whenever I get fucked up, I'm going to get horny, happy. Or I'm going to get happy, then horny, then sleepy. In that order. So we had made it to the horny phase. And so she, I was like, this is how you going to kiss me. She was like, you going to tell me how to kiss you? I was like, yeah, I want the bet. I'm going to tell you what I want. Otherwise, you don't fulfill the obligations of the bet, and then we'll be here all night. And she was like. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. I want the bet. I'm going to tell you what I want. Otherwise, you don't fulfill the obligations of the bet, and then we'll be here all night. She was like, okay. So I was like, I want you to sit on my lap, put your legs around my hips, look me in my eye. I'm going to put my hands on your ass. You open your mouth, and I'm going to put my mouth on your mouth and we're gonna kiss and she was like okay so I kissed her and she liked it and I kept kissing her and she kept liking it and my hands went from her ass to her puss and it was a deluge so I knew what time it was Slater you had a question (laughs) Mel it's been 24 hours And you are, you first, first you rocked her world enough that she got you breakfast. And I, I mean, expansive, expansive breakfast. Cause the eggs alone at Geico was like three fucking dollars. If you, if you getting sausage with that, that's another three fucking dollars. If you got grits, that's like five. Like mm-hmm. the shit comes up. <laughs> Tax per item, y'all. Tax per item. So she got you a sponsor ass breakfast. Then got you some fucking clothes <laughs> and cooked for you with some wine and up. Uh, it was tuna other- casserole. It was good as fuck too. <laughs> oh my lord! And then you, then you have her on your lap in a very what I would say is probably a very romantic position, uh, a very sexual position at that too. You turned this little white girl out. Oh my lord. <laughs> 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 went <a> little <laughs> but i did oh my God. she wasn't ready she was not ready no she wasn't so we uh we're making out and i'm playing with the cat you know right, right. she's getting her life and i think she was like stay the night and i was like you know if i stay the night fucking like all night and she was like yeah and so sure enough i stayed the night we had sex for like four hours and luckily the next day was a saturday so i was off i think she was off too 
So uh, I just ended up passing out, falling asleep or whatever. And I wake up and she's like, you want to go to Waffle House? And I'm like, damn, <laughs> man, I ain't been home in three days. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So I was like, uh, you got a cigarette? She was like, nah, but I can get you some. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> we go to the corner store, give me a pack of cigarettes. I Back then I used to smoke cloves. So I get a clove, I'm smoking it, and she's like, can I have one? I'm like, girl, you bought them. Yeah, get one. <laughs> so she smokes it with me, and, you know, we're we're smoking. I'm like, damn, you say you don't smoke, but you ain't cough yet. She was like, well, I used to smoke. I quit. I was like, some bad influence on you. And she was like, maybe. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so, um. The thrill of Rebecca for me, she had very beautiful brown eyes. Like, I love brown eyes. Like, I just love them. That is my weakness. If your eyes are brown and I can see that they're brown, it's like it's like God made a cheat code for me and brown eyes is the key. Like, if you want me wrapped around your finger, well, no, I wouldn't wrap around finger, but if you want to have sex with me, let your eyes be brown. <laughs> Because it's 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 a pretty possible chance for you. Um, also, I like green eyes too. So there's that. Um, no more secrets. But yeah, so we're at breakfast, and I'm like, so you know, I fingered you, I made out with you, I've ate your pussy. You want some dick? And she's like, but you you don't have those parts. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. It's not what I asked you. I said, do you? <laughs> some dick and she's like yeah and I'm like follow me so we went to the sex store and I was like pick one this is something I always do like every female that I decide to have penetrative sex with they pick the dick they want they know they coochies I don't know it that well I may have been around it once or twice you know but they know what they can handle they know what they like and they know what they want to see me give them so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a like a challenge accepted type thing like like okay you Dre has big dick energy. I wonder if he can whip this. It's kind of the, the attitude that they all have, every single one. Um, except B. B was very shy. B was like, I mean, maybe this one. And I was like, Is, you pick it. Whatever you pick, I will buy. Um, so Rebecca picks hers. It's uh, probably about six, seven inches, but it's a fat dick. I'm like, oh, this girl, like, she like to get filled up. Okay. So, you know, I was like, you want to get some lube? And she's like, we won't need that. And I was like, damn. Oh, we won't, huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. I'm excited now. So we go home, we get some condoms. And uh, I put it on. Like, I don't I don't use harnesses. I used to, but then I was like, there's a lot of science. And I don't feel like doing the fucking algebra equation to put the shit on. But I can just give me some boxer briefs a size too small, put them shits on there, whip my, stick my dick through the middle, bow, I'm in there, they go. So I put it on and it was like, it was almost my skin tone. So it literally looked like it was mine. And, you know, I had a t-shirt on and my, my drawers or whatever. And I was just holding it in my hand. And she was like, mm, come get me. And I was like, all right, lay down. So she lay down and I fucked her missionary. And then I fucked the doggy, and then Mo missionary, and then Mo doggy, and then she hit the reverse cowgirl, and 
yeah, I mean, I, I was in them guts for a good two, three hours. And so after that, she was like, I want to make you feel good. Which when you're dealing with cisgender heterosexual women, they're you're already a go-between the norms. You know, they're already outside their comfort zone by fucking with you because they feel this strong desire, immense attraction. However, it goes against everything that they are and believe. So they have to have that inner turmoil and war with themselves. And you have to decide, you know, whoever wins, how you're going to approach it. So she has finally, not finally, but like after three days, she has gotten to the point where she wants to suck the kid off. Mind you, she ain't never ate no pussy. So this is going to be fucking dumb. (laughs) So she puts it in her mouth and she's like, it's so big and it's so warm and it's so wet and I'm like well yeah I've been fucking you for three hours <laughs> like <it's all. laughs> and newsflash I kind of like you so like you know what you got going on like it wasn't so much her appearance it was like this sounds so evil it was her purity like she was so sweet and innocent and I just wanted to defile her <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole attraction like I just wanted to make her dirty <laughs> Not like sexually, guys. I never had anything. I keep it clean, tested, rested. But uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to, like, I just wanted to make. You wanted to t- turn her out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to avoid that. But yes. <laughs> um, I was trying to fucking Edward Cullen her, but no remorse. So, <laughs> yeah. she. Had, I like the way she moaned. Like, the way she moaned during sex was pretty hot. So, it would get a nigga there. And so she put it in her mouth and she started, she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, eat it like you eat ice cream. And so once I told her that, the piece is connected because I nutted in her mouth. <laughs> it was like, she had been going at it for like an hour. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is this? And then when I said, eat it like you eat ice cream, because she ate ice cream like a slut. I was like, eat it how you eat ice cream. I she rolled my eyes back into my head and I was just like god damn give me that Becky well it is Rebecca oh yeah that song got some heavy play while I was fucking with her she actually liked it too she would laugh and smirk so hard whenever I play it because I'd be dancing at her and be like yeah that's you come here so uh, needless to say a lot a, a lot happened very quickly um, and then probably like a couple weeks later, you know, I had went on her Twitter. She I added her on Twitter and I went on her page. No, my friend from work was like, dude, have you been on her page on Twitter? I'm like, nah, what's up? And she was like, bro, you got to see this. So she sent me the link. So I go on her page and it was like scary. Like it was like, babe and I are doing this and I'm going to meet babe's mom and I cook for babe and she slept over. I'm so happy. And like, this is the happiest I've ever been. I want to be this forever. Like that's my baby. And I was like, yo, what? Like we, we ain't never DTR. Like, yo, you was just, no. Like I was like, oh fuck. I'm in too deep. So what did I do? Instead of, you know, talk about the topic, confront the issue like an adult, I ghosted her. <laughs> I ghosted the woman I work with. So I didn't call her. I didn't text her. I was at my house. Well, my mama's house. And I, I, I just fucking peered. She blowing up my phone. I'm not answering. Like, no. 
Because, bitch, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, she done, we got, we, based on that Twitter fucking, we've been together like goddamn a year or some shit. And it's been three days. So, or four days at that point. So, I, I ghosted the fuck out of her. Um, so then, you know, when, when she did see me at work, finally, I, I was very like, Hey you, what's up friend? Like, how you doing buddy? Like trying to enforce that you are not my bitch <laughs> and all that shit got to stop. So that's when she told me, you know, she suffers from mental illness and, mm. you know, she has a hard time reading situations and she doesn't know what's true, what's not. And I was like, well, bro, let's just keep it on a friendly tip. And of course, that saddened her or whatever. So then she she didn't ignore me, but like she was very professional, just high and by, blah, blah, blah. So um, what happened? Oh, so there was also uh, in our same department, there's this gay lady who like one of those like very butch, dykey women, white dykes. Um, and she been liking Rebecca like since she came through training, and she was she was in the classes before me, so like she's already on the board, you know, as a full fledged employee. So apparently, she she put two and two together and realized Rebecca had it bad for me. So I guess it was more like a, oh, I didn't even know you like girls. I liked you this whole time. I'm gonna shoot my shot, and so she shot a shot, and Rebecca was like, no, I'm not gay, like. Me and Adrian are just friends, and this is inappropriate. Blah blah. Just shut her down, right? So, you know, I have now friends on her, and you know, I'm going about my way. Actually, I'm trying to get at like two other bitches <laughs> in different departments. <laughs> so, you know, I ain't even really focused on her. Well, then I see the two of them like chatting, and Rebecca sees me see them. And she starts like laughing and like, you know, she puts her hand on the girl that likes her arm. And remember, I am possessive. Like once you're mine, as in I've been inside you, get mine now. Don't, don't, you ain't for the streets no more. You ain't for me every day, but when I come, you better call. Or when I call, you better come. That's, that was the mindset that I had back then. So I see her canoodling or whatever. So I walk by like a G and I'm like, ladies, and I keep going. And so uh, I guess that wasn't what she was expecting. So I get a text. And she's like, are you mad? And I'm like, do you want me to be? And she's like, I mean, are you? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I just think it's funny that you're talking to this bitch, but you don't like her. So you either being an abusive asshole to her, using her to make you jealous, or you lie. Either way, I'm good on you. So she was like, no, I didn't lie. Like, I was trying to make you jealous, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not getting any younger, like... Uh, you're not finna play with me, like, either, you know, you step up or you get on because, like, I want a family and I want this and that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm 21. <laughs> like, you're damn near 30, and that is not my fault. Like, your parents fucked 10 years before mine, and here we are. Uh, I'm not finna be your baby daddy, all right? I'm not finna be your nigga, but I'm open to getting to know you. So we can, we can talk. We can see where this goes. But you better dead that. And what my stupid ass didn't realize is she played the fuck out of me. She got exactly what she wanted. She made it where I chose the decision she wanted by presenting it and playing to my jealous side. Bravo, Rebecca. That was a good move. Manipulation. <laughs> so, Manipulation. Yeah. So, you know, things get 
you know, we're getting to know each other. We chilling, you know, having conversations. And then, you know, me and my mama get into it and I leave and I'm just driving around. And she, Rebecca had called me and was like, what's up? And I was like, bro, you know, not really a good time. Like me and mom's got into it. She told me to get out. Like, I don't know where I'm going to go, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, come to my house. Like, bring your stuff and stay with me. No, no hesitation. Just like, boom, you do have somewhere to go. Come to my house, bring your stuff. You live with me now. And that's literally what we did. She had like two months on her lease. And then we was going to move to closer to the job. And so, yeah, I moved in with her. We moved all the stuff over, uh, got a bigger apartment because she was in a studio. So she got a two, a one bedroom, you know, which had more space or whatever. And we was really booed up in that bitch. So at this point, I'm like, bruh, come on, nigga. The bitch done got a whole nother apartment for you. You you, you got to do the right thing. Got to do the right thing. So it's our birthday. Yeah, our birthday. We had the same birthday. So on our birthday, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She cried and said yes. And, you know, we were booed up. So uh, remember, she suffered from mental illness. This is the time. I guess she was so happy that, you know, she felt she didn't need the medicine anymore. So she stopped taking it. And I met the other side of her, the suicidal, the, the emotional blackmail, the, the toxic distrust like she would do shit like follow me around town like I say I'm gonna go chill with so-and-so at this place and she's driving by the place or she's outside the place or she's like near the place to make sure that's where I am and I I caught her and I was like bitch what the fuck are you doing here you have no reason to be out here why are you here and she gave me some bullshit excuse I'm like fucking crazy so you know as time goes on like the dark side of her becomes too taxing for me to deal with and her darkness starts to bring out my darkness and it's just like yo this is no longer healthy like we need to stop so I break up with her and um that by this point we're in our new place and I move all my stuff to the other bedroom and I'm sleeping in there um and and shit like that and so uh at this point I meet my another one of my exes she wasn't my ex then she became my ex later I meet her through a friend of a friend who knows what I'm dealing with with Rebecca and uh, she's like you just need you know I told you not to date no white girl like you need a black girl my own girl you know she's cute like you'll like her la 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 so she brings a homegirl down from claims and I meet her homegirl I'm like oh damn she is cute and like uh we'll call her Lanisha um so uh, we got Lanisha. That's what the family called. So Nisha was like very. Um, she was the opposite. She was she was aggressive, aggressive female. You know where Rebecca was very submissive. Nisha was more dominant. And remember, I'm a switch, which not I didn't know that then, but it makes sense now. But I'm into either or. So. You know, I like the fact that Nisha was very dominant. She ain't going to do this. She not going to do that. She will do this. She will do that. She want to fuck all the time. Like, she want to, she can twerk. Like, I'm dating the sisters now, and I'm loving it. I don't want to play in the snow no more. I like melanin, and I want to be covered in it, and I'm having a good time. So, Nisha know the situation. So, my next birthday rolls around. So, this is year two. 
Um, and Nisha's like, I just wanted to surprise you with some cupcakes. And I was like, nah, I don't come over because Rebecca was doing her fucking spiraling shit. And I didn't want nobody to have to deal with it. And she was like, that's not fair. Like, you deserve to celebrate your birthday. Like, come on. You're so sweet. Like, I want to do something for you. And I was like, we could do it another time. Like, trust me. So me and Nisha used to go to the gym after work. Yes, it's later. So <laughs> now this is kind of connecting something. So was when you and Nisha got together, was this during your period of when shit fucks up? I'm just going to start to cheat. So were you like cheating during this process or you broke it off with um, with Rebecca and was like, um, fuck you, whatever the hell is going on with you. I'm going mm-hmm. to find my next my next bay. So it was a little bit of both. I didn't cheat on Nisha with Rebecca because by the time Nisha and I got physical, we were, Rebecca and I, was, I was done with Rebecca and told her that, you know, she didn't want to accept it. But because we still live together, you know, it was awkward. Um, I didn't get physical with Nisha until I had completely broken things off with Rebecca. Um, but I was definitely setting that up while I was still with Rebecca. So, a lot of, you know, like Nisha came over, helped pack the apartment so that we could move to the other one. And, you know, we were talking and we went out to lunch and we had like a lot of sexual tension. Like we wanted to do things, but Nisha wasn't a home record and I wanted to respect that. She made me respect that. I didn't give a fuck. But <laughs> to step to Nisha, I had to have my shit together. So I had to tell Rebecca, I'm done with you. I like her. This is what it is. Boom, boom. So, of course, naturally, Rebecca believes that I cheated on her the whole time with Nisha, but I'm like, I just met her a month ago and talking to her and and dealing with her, I don't want you. Like, I I don't want this. You need help. I can't help you. I'm not equipped with the tools for that. You gotta, this is is a path you go solo. So, she threatened to kill herself. Um, She, she apparently, she broke a lamp or whatever. I went with Nisha and she called me and was like, don't come back to the apartment. The police are looking for you. And I was like, why are they looking for me? I didn't call them. Did you call them? And if you did, why did you call them? I didn't steal anything. My name is on this lease as well. And I only took my shit. So she was like, I was really hurt and blah, blah, blah. But I told them I didn't want to press charges, but it's not up to me. Once there's a domestic situation, like the state will press them for you. And I was like, but why did you call the police? I didn't do anything to you, but break up with you, which is not a crime. But we're in a Southern place and she was the right color to get what she wanted. So I went down to the police station, you know, the following Monday, presented myself. They were like, we don't have any warrants for you. You're good to go. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I live my life. So me and Nisha together for like a year, I run a stop sign. I get pulled over. I'm going to just get a little ticket. I get arrested because they finally got me for the warrant that Rebecca put on me a year prior. So I spent a week in jail. Um, Had to go to... uh, uh, She had to come to my hearing because she was the, you know, party. She told them that... She didn't tell them that it was a false claim or whatever because then she would have been in trouble but she was like she told them she didn't want to press charges she just you know I've already vacated the premises and you know there's no reason for me to go to jail so off of her testimony and me agreeing to a plea deal 
Um, I went to court-ordered anger management therapy for 10 sessions, and then um, I was able to get my record expunged. Uh, So the moral of this story is don't date crazy white women. (laughs) Because it will fuck you up. And because of Rebecca, I have not dated another white woman since. This is 10 years I've been swimming in melanin. I love you, sisters. Queens, you really are the superior beings. I love you all. Women of color, you're so got delicious, so got goddamn delicious. And I mean, everything's better in color anyway. I have nothing to combat that statement. I like, <laughs> truthfully, like that is some wild ass shit. Wow. Yeah. And I, I understand your stance. And anybody who doesn't even who feels a pushback by whatever you say, do not understand the context of what you had to deal with or even want to understand what you've de- dealt with because racial trauma is a real thing and it would keep you from wanting to be in a relationship with any person of that race. It's not that you hate everybody of that race because that's not what it is. It's just, I cannot be based off of the trauma that I experienced with this individual or those individuals I just cannot put myself in that situation. Most definitely with when it comes to police issues and black individuals, she literally used her race card to put you in the situation that you did not need to be in because of her own anger, her own aggression, her willingness to not even deal with her own mental health the way that she's supposed to. And it put you in a predicament that you could have been in jail for a long time. You should have never had to even sign a plea deal like because uh, i had a public defender and he was like look i'll just be real with you you're not gonna beat it so just take the plea you've never been in trouble you won't even go to jail and i was like shit okay <laughs> this is the skin i'm in and like the fact that she didn't own up to the fact that she lied is the thing that really bothers me like you could have literally like yeah you would have gotten in trouble for it, but you should have gotten in trouble for that because you endangered the life of someone else because you felt some type of way because of a breakup mm-hmm. i realized in that moment i was like no more white girls uh because you guys have an advantage that i cannot combat if you get mad you can use your privilege to ruin my life so i can't give y'all that opportunity sisters ain't gonna call the cops on you unless you just jump on them and most of the girls i've been with if i jump on them they jumping back so Ain't really nothing to call the cops about. We're going we gonna to deal with it together. Um, so, yeah, like, I'd never been through that. I'm 21, and I got a fucking jail record. Like, my mugshot was out there. Like, you could Google me and see, you know, all of that shit. So, uh, you can't see it now because it's expunged only, like, at federal, federal clearance. You can see it. Um, but it hasn't stopped me from getting the opportunities. It didn't really fuck up my life too bad um but it was definitely a learning experience i'm just like okay when you're dealing with the whites you gotta move smart you gotta cover your ass because they're gonna use that that cheat code they're gonna use it it's their world um so like you said racial trauma i'm good on it i like people of color because the white man thinks we're all colored <laughs> so you ain't gonna really give an advantage to either one of us if we even get you involved and minorities don't deal with the police. They gonna handle shit themselves. So yeah, I like minorities. So that means if you got any type of color, 
You know what I'm saying? Samoans, Pacific Islanders, Asians, Black people, Hispanics, Afro-Latinas. I love y'all. I'm with y'all. I like y'all. Okay. <laughs> Irish, you know, Welsh, Europeans, y'all cool, but I'm good. I'm good on that. Friendship, maybe. Relationship, hell no. And that's that on that. Yeah. Well, there's nothing that I really have to say. I, uh, for real, for real. Um, granted, you recognize that back then that was a toxic time in your life. This is coming from like other earlier episodes. If you haven't gotten to that yet, go to those episodes. Watch, listen <laughs> to all the fucking episodes. That's all I'm saying. But like the growth of it all, like literally that action could have, if, if it wasn't expunged, could have changed the trajectory of your life all because of white feelings getting hurt. Yep. And that is the society that we live in where white feelings <laughs> literally changes the lives of so many individuals. Let's go with George Floyd. Let's go with Breonna Taylor. When that's just, uh, uh, it's not necessarily white feelings, but it was white feelings that is preventing her from getting justice. Um, Emmett Till, uh, Reese oh, Taylor. I know it was intentional because before she called the police, she said, if I leave Nisha alone, come back to her, everything will go away. She'll forgive me. We'll, we'll get everything. We'll be fine. And I was like, no. And she did what she did. Mm-mm-mm, the manipulation. I'm glad that you stood up for yourself in that moment anyway. So, like, wow. Wow. So if you are a Rebecca out here, I, I just need you to understand Adrian's story. Dive deep into the cotton in the distance that you're feeling, that desire that you want to uh, lash out on her and not realize that she was literally the victim in this situation. Um, yeah, the start of everything was a lot of sexual-based things and that got her hooked because good dick, good pussy, good whatever it is, it is addictive. It's a drug um it does happen but at the end of the day when you use your privilege or use whatever it is that you have like your authority your power what your influence to harm somebody just because you have hurt feelings at that time i can't rock with you i can't fuck with you because you are creating the victim all because you have the power to hurt someone else and that's not okay agreed don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Adrian, do you have any last words or anything like that? Um, watch yourselves out here, people. Watch yourselves. The the melanin masqueraders, the 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 mayonnaise motherfuckers are out to get you. That sounds crazy. They're not out to get you, but they will get you given the chance. So watch it back. Okay. Right. Move with purpose. Make your elect make your next move your best move. Amen to that. So I just want to thank you again for just being an amazing person and coming on to the podcast. Um, to my listeners, thank you all so much for supporting. Continue to like, subscribe, uh, follow send this share this with your friends you can also leave comments like i said <laughs> multiple times if i don't get to it i'm trying to get to it i know that this podcast is pretty much on all podcasting apps at this point 
But if you ever just go to the YouTube channel, you want to comment there, that is welcome. But definitely listen to it on your podcast apps. That way I can actually get monetized and get some money to this shit. (laughs) (laughs) But outside of that, thank y'all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and talk about sexuality. I love you all. You are loved. You are cared for. On that note, y'all have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.